Hello, my name is Carolyn Dupree, and this is Evolving Always Productions. I want to thank you for coming and listening. Um, as always, we try to provide guests that help you to evolve mentally, physically, and spiritually. And, you know, we have a phenomenal guest. He's a founder of FUD, Thomas Nolan. He's one of the founders. Super amazing individual, very kind, uh, a hustler um, out there. Um, and he's trying to help other people to, you know, increase their, you know, the bottom line. And who doesn't want to increase the bottom line? So we'll talk more about that later. But first, we're going to get more on a personal level uh, with Thomas. And one of the things I had to ask about is, I'm just going to go ahead and start it off, Thomas, because I, I saw this and I was like, what? So you used to be a bookie. Okay. In, I was like, you used to be a bookie in high school. <laughs> Tell me about that. Okay. So hi everyone, Terry Lynn. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm excited to chat with everyone today. So in terms of being a bookie um, in high school, my nickname used to be the accountant, um, and we used to play poker um, and chess for money when I was in high school and uh, we actually got in trouble because we were exchanging cash on the table like in different tables like at the lunchrooms and things like that so I developed uh, a ledger where I had different symbols that meant different things so I just kept track of everyone's uh, everyone's debts <laughs> in my uh, in my ledger and uh, that's how I became a bookie and you know what, I shouldn't be surprised because like I was telling before, you know, Thomas is the founder of a company called FUD and we'll talk more about that later. I'll, I'll let him go a little bit more into detail about that because it's such an amazing company. I'm just really, um, I'm really happy to be a part of it. I'm happy that I met Thomas, uh, which really has been, I guess it's been less than a month, Thomas, is that correct? About, a, about less than a month. Since, since we founded? Or since we, no, no, since, since we like, launched the app? since I met you I'm sorry oh yeah yeah no it's been about a month but it, I will say that it's been a great month so I'm yeah. super uh, happy to have met you and you've already made such a positive impact uh, in our community well you're, you're definitely just making a positive impact just in so many people's lives and, and I can't wait for it we're gonna, like I said we're going to talk about um, you know the company that you found it shortly but just such I can't speak enough, and everybody's like, what it is it? We're going to get to it. We just want to know a little bit more about uh, Thomas's uh, personal background and see what an amazing person he is, um, individual. Um, so again, yeah, we were talking about the bookie, and I can see you doing that now, because you seem like that that organized, trustworthy individual, so that all makes sense now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I can just see it now. So what made you, why are you such a pizza lover? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Like, so I think every Friday night when I was growing up, it was always pizza night. Um, and like ever since I was little, so we would always get pizza, like regardless of the weather. And I, and I grew up like on the border of Canada and upstate New York. So it, it gets very cold up there. Um, and we get tons of snow. It's not uncommon to get like, you know, over a foot, like in a single sort of, uh, session um but we would still go out and get pizza on friday nights like without fail so i think that's sort of like anchored in um that deep love of uh of bizarre and it's stuck with me ever since yeah that makes sense and i tell you that area is cold oh my goodness uh, yeah, <laughs> so so, cool. 
Yeah, and you're in like such a different area now because being in California, do you even miss it? Yeah, it's funny. I'm super soft now. So I live in uh, Southern California in Los Angeles where every single day is uh, between 72 and 75 degrees and sunny. Um, I do like cold weather though. So I grew up playing ice hockey and skiing. So um, I do enjoy getting out on the ice and I do enjoy skiing still. So, you know, I, it's difficult to do that here. So I need to travel for it. So I do miss it. Um, but it's very, it is very nice to sort of know what every day is going to be like without even looking at the weather. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. I really can. Um, and to have it in the 70s almost every day, that's, that's just beautiful. I mean, I love cold weather too. So I'm, I'm like you want in regards to that. But at the same time, I like that that weather because it's, it's just outside. You can spend so much time outside. And speaking of which, and talking about outside, um, you started running during the pandemic. Um, and, and of course now you compete in a marathon. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so that was something, so I was always like, my exercise, like I'm not a crazy exercise person, but I do enjoy doing it. So. When I used to live in New York, I used to be uh, a big cyclist. So on the weekends, I would do some pretty heavy mileage. And then when I moved to LA, the biking here, while you would think it would be good, it's not that great because of the car situation. So I switched to swimming. And then during the pandemic, like nobody was going to a gym or anything like that. So I just laced up. I bought a pair of uh, running shoes and like just started doing it and I was absolutely terrible in the beginning and it was very painful and then eventually I got really good at it and now it's a really big part of my life I've competed in some marathons some half marathons um and I usually you know I usually do between like 20 and 40 miles a week now wow that's a lot so I, I can definitely and but you have to do that though like you said because you are competing in marathons so I totally get it. So let me ask you something, because obviously it was it was painful for you. When did you finally feel like you got that groove in? Well, I think one of the things that I like about running is, uh, it, like it's a nice sort of release, right? Like it's a stress reliever, like as exercise sort of generally is. But you can't just <laughs> excuse me, you can't just start running in a marathon, right? Like you need to like work your way up to it and I think it took it took like three or four months for me to even be ready for like you know crossing that like I think it was like 10 mile like uh, benchmark and that's not even a half marathon because you really need to sort of work yourself up and I liked the sort of week by week incremental challenge uh, that I was able to sort of work against myself with and it's it's you know it, like even when you do a marathon then after that you sort of go back to the beginning right because you need to chill and get your muscles like you know back to back to regular because it's not healthy to be in that sort of shape so you kind of like go up and down and i like the sort of peaks and valleys and and the challenges that come along with it yeah you're right because you, you can't uh consistently keep that uh going i totally agree um, I had an uncle that actually uh, ran marathons, and um, he was a runner. He was a runner when it was the popular thing to do, actually. People would look at him kind of weird when he was doing it. He's in his <laughs> 70s. 
<laughs> yes, it's funny when you think about that, um, that people would think you were like weird, um, you know, running. And I used to run um, long distance when I was in high school, so I can kind of relate to that. I kind of miss it. I can't. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know. I can't really run anymore, though. Um, I'm not sure why, um, but I did enjoy it uh, for like a while, like in high school and in my early 20s. So I do what I can do. I speed walk and lift weights. I, I do what I can do. That's 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 how it is, right? <laughs> as long as I'm staying in shape. Absolutely. That's all you can do. Right. And I love swimming. So that is one thing that I love doing as well. So that's a great activity for me. Now, so I know that you and your wife collect antiques and funny collectibles. How did you get into that? So I've always like, like my wife and I are on separate tracks. It's funny. My wife actually grew up in, um, in Europe. She was born in uh, England. Um, but she grew up in uh, in Paris, France. But she's always had a had a really strong love of Americana. Um, so that's kind of funny. She she sort of grew up collecting like weird American things, like in like European antique stores. Um, so she was always super into that. Um, and I was always really into like I'm really passionate about like 80s movies and like old TV shows and um, you know like old bands and things like that from the 80s and the 90s. Um, so like we always sort of like that but like real like once we got together and you know started building our life together we like really um like channeled into some specifics so we have an amazing collection of uh phenomenal like cups and glasses um from like different movies like we have the entire set from mcdonald's uh from every glass they've made we we have like the entire goonie set we have uh we actually don't have the full collection but we have about half the smurfs collection of glasses and there's a lot of smurfs so uh anybody who's a smurfs fan will know that that's uh that that is a challenging one to pick up um but we don't we don't buy online we like we make sure that we buy it in person and it's part of like the the hunt right like if we find something we add it to our collection and it's, it's kind of like a fun little thing that we do i like that y'all do it that way yeah i i really do because buying it online definitely you're right it's there's no challenge to that and and you could do anyone can do that actually so um the yeah, well, don't get me wrong like i don't have anything against buying online i buy stuff online all the time and i love it and i sell stuff online too but i think like specifically for the cups it kind of turned into a thing where it's like it's kind of like a little challenge that we have with each other so like we're always sort of like you know there's a little bit of kudos when like somebody snags one it's always kind of fun yeah i totally agree because for what y'all are doing because y'all are collecting very special items that's why i agree i, I love the fact that y'all are just kind of doing it without going online um because it is it makes it interesting and fun you know it's anything that you can add to make your life fun i, I say why not do it and that that's like a fun little challenging goal that y'all have because you know like you said you could go online and get it but you know you don't have to because you're like you're going to make it fun and you're gonna find these items on your own. At least you're trying to anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, we're always trying to, you know, like sometimes we come up with a donut, but sometimes we come up with a, you know, a big win. Yeah, I love it. I, Cause I can imagine the Smurfs is pretty complicated. I can imagine that one is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, what's kind of cool is like all of the old glasses, they have the year on them. So like, you know, if they're like legit, like you can see the, um, 
like, I don't know if there's like reprints or not, but like you can see like the, uh, like all of the information on the side of the glass. That makes sense. And I had, you know, I hadn't thought about that until you said something. And I want to say I only have one McDonald's glass, which really is not cool. So now that you've talked about it, I'm like, I gotta get some more McDonald's glass because the one that I have was actually really cool. And I remember looking at it. Well, do you know that the, like the purple, the purple, do you know what the purple like blob on McDonald's is supposed to be? No, what is it? So it, it came out from like an old school um, uh, franchise owner. And like, apparently like this is like tight to the vest, but he, it's bud from your tongue. It's what Grimace, just to let you know. Oh. It's supposed to be a taste bud from your tongue. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, now, Thomas, I have never... That's my hot tip today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I love that one. That That is, like, the best. You, you, you know, I love how you learn something new every day. See, there we go. Evolving always. <laughs> but I do want to go back... Grimace, to- now you know. There, there you go. So look, you love the 80s um, action and sci-fi movies, which I do too. So I'm going to ask you a question. What's your favorite um, 80s action film? Ooh, that is a really tough question for me. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a tough one to answer. Uh, I'm a huge Schwarzenegger fan. Um, so, you know, Total Recall is definitely way up there. I think that may be like late 80s, early 90s. Um, right. You know, I love Pre- I love Predator as well. Um, yeah. You know huge classic movie i think that the the script was only like eight pages long there's like almost no dialogue in that movie um so those are both like schwarzenegger classics you know i'm going to throw out some some love for leslie like i'm a big back to the future fan as well um like the goonies like i i I can't answer that sort of right now but like if you gave me like a full weekend like no no wife no kids and like unlimited pizza like I would probably go through some serious movies. So I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, I'm a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan too. So the two oh, nice. game I love, and of course, so um, I, I was asking your favorite action films. I did it that way on purpose because Terminator technically is sci-fi, right? So I'm, I'm right with you on the action side when you were talking about um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I guess I really technically Predator, Predator 2 could be sci-fi too. But anyway, so <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, when you think about the 80s, you just can't not think about what his work was in the 80s. It's, it's like super amazing. 100%. Yeah. So um, Terminator, the very first one, I mean, well, I love mostly all the Terminators, don't get me wrong, except the very last one. But the very first Terminator, wow. <laughs> I'll tell you. It was great. It's funny. So, like, that was sort of a little bit of, like, I don't know if anyone's read uh, his autobiography. Um, but, like, as I said, I'm a fan. But he did that movie. And he, after that, he spent, like, two or three months in Japan. And then he, he didn't know how big of a hit it was because, like, the internet wasn't really a big thing then. So he came back to America and everyone who saw him was saying, like, I'll be back like to him and he'd like that's when he knew it was like a big hit <laughs> yeah i i tell you i was just super amazed by it because i want to say that i actually saw that movie because of my uncle 
because my uncle like collected uh, VHS tapes. Yeah, that's so funny when you think about that. And for some reason, I didn't see that movie in the movie theaters. I don't even know how I missed it, actually. You know, I think the first Arnold Schwarzenegger movie I saw in the movie theaters was Conan, which I love even that movie. Was Conan the Barbarian. Great movie. Yeah, it really is. And um, so that was like one of the first ones I remember seeing of him in a movie theater. But for some reason, I don't know how I missed Terminator, but I did. So I actually saw Terminator because my uncle had the VHS tape. And when I saw it, oh my God, I just kept watching it over and over again. I know he got so sick of me watching it, but I couldn't help it because I just thought it was like the greatest movie. <laughs> I just love that movie so much. It's so funny when I think about it. But yeah, I am a big I fan of his. I am um, like collectible from Terminator. It is huge. Um, and I will send you a pic. It's like, it's from the original Terminator. Uh, an original sort of promo. It's super, super, super cool. But I'll send you a pic so you can take a look at it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely got to see a, a, a picture of that. Now I haven't read um, Arnold's autobiography, but I did like. Um, there's like some motivational um, stuff that's on YouTube that I highly recommend people listen to of Arnold telling his story and how he became who he was. And I just find him, you know, to be an amazing individual. I know some people, you know, talk about, I guess, the bad times with him and his wife. But overall, when you look at what he's done with what he had, I just think he's a super, um, you know, amazing individual. So if anybody gets a chance, definitely pull that up on YouTube. Listen to it. He tells this like whole story of of the wise of, of how he is, you know, who he became and everything. But yeah, a lot of great movies. So that's interesting that you brought that up. So um, the other thing I did want to ask you about, because I, I thought this was interesting. So you've flown over over millions of miles. So so what was going on with that? Was a certain um, job you had at the time or? Yeah, so I used to work in advertising um, and, you know, part of that is, is doing a lot of pitching, right? So like I had clients all over the world and like, you know, all over the US as well specifically. So like every single week for, for a really long time, like, you know, it wouldn't be uncommon for me to, you know, be in New York for a day or two and then in Chicago for a day or two and then in San Francisco or LA and like repeat every single week because I was constantly sort of cruising around and, um, and uh, you know, pitching different people meeting different people like being in different cities like it was just like a huge part of my lifestyle um uh but that those days are behind me now now i'm uh now i'm building a startup and you know i don't don't travel at all <laughs> yeah it gets like that a lot some time i i can relate because back in my early corporate america days i used to travel a great deal as well so some of it, obviously, a lot of it was, you know, flying like you did. And there was times that I chose to drive and, and companies would actually allow I, me to... I like driving. I, I, like, I definitely don't knock it. Like I would like if I had a meeting in San Francisco, like in L.A., that's about a six hour drive. Um, I would definitely drive it because it's, it's kind of nice to just space out on the road, you know, and just sort of like be you know in your zone listen to podcasts you like what like whatever you want to do it kind of like that because there's like being on an airplane now is like going to the airport like everything's really stressful like you gotta take all the shoes off you gotta wait in line like everything's sort of like you're not really like ever comfortable 
I totally agree. And that's why I chose to drive some time. You've said it exactly right. So if it was like 10 hours or less, I would I would just drive. I'll be like, they would always be like, you sure? I'm like, sure, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I would drive and everybody would like always be in a state of shock about it. Cause it was like a while back before we had all the savvy navigation and stuff like that. So anyway, but I enjoyed it. It was, it was fun times for me. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and get down to it. Um, I was fortunate enough. So um, for everybody that's listening to this podcast program, I was fortunate enough to find out about Thomas about a month ago. And it was through a friend of mine, Giovanni. Um, she's an author of uh, the book called. Oh, yeah, Giovanni. Yeah, that's right. She's the author of The Confident Reseller amazing individual anyway she had a live uh with thomas up there i actually missed the live when it was actually happening so she sent me a dm um saying that yeah you check this out you know you really want to check this this live out you know because i told her i was going to replay it anyway so because she had sent me that dm like right then i went ahead and listened to it right and i forgot what i was doing because i'm like always doing like ten thousand things but anyway so i decided to go ahead and listen to it um the live and automatically i was like okay this company i i just fell in love with the company right off installed the app and you know what i'm gonna leave it here because this is all about you again i appreciate you as a guest thomas tell us all about fud how how it came about you have the floor <laughs> amazing yeah thank you Thanks so much for that. Um, and, you know, like I said earlier, it's it's super great to have you as part of the community. You've made such an impact in it already. Um, the, in terms of like how we started, right? So like my background is in sort of traditional entertainment. Um, you know, I've worked for some big brands like Vice Media um, in a global capacity. I worked for a company called Super Deluxe, uh, where I ran uh, sales uh, and content partnerships. Uh, and that was part of Turner, which is now part of Warner Media. Um, and, you know, it's always been really, uh, you know, that's always been a really big sort of part of my career, right? Like when I say I worked in advertising, it was always sort of, it always sort of had a bend towards, um, towards entertainment, right? So like online content, um, like branded content and things like that. Um, so I have a pretty good sort of foundation there. Um, my co-founder Arthur uh, also has a really strong background in um, uh, entertainment as well, right? So he was the chief marketing officer at uh, Super Deluxe, uh, where we met and became friends. Um, and then before that, he ran Global Audience at CBS. Um, so it's, we wanted to sort of like use that as the foundation for FUD, right? And we also wanted to sort of marry that with our passion, um, which is for uh, the world of side hustling and entrepreneurship, right? Like obviously we started a company, so we're entrepreneurs, um, but our, our company is really rooted in like the hustle, right? So, and I know you started off by talking about that. So, um, you know, that made me like smile 100%. Um, but I'm involved in the world of reselling. I told you about my sort of antiques and collectibles. So I love collecting things. My wife loves collecting things. Like um, sometimes if you cruise around our little house, uh, it, it sort of feels like a museum. We're big collectors. We also flip stuff on places like Etsy, uh, First Dibs, Cherish. 
um, all really sort of antique. Uh, like I'm really passionate about like furniture and objects as well. Um, my co-founder is a big sort of uh, sneakerhead, right? So the he flips bricks. If you're familiar with the terms, um, really into hype beast culture. Um, but anyway, like the, we wanted to figure out like can we marry those two things together? And we uh, put a deck together. We sort of started talking to our friends and our family and ended up raising a pre-seed round of financing last year. And, um, you know, from there, you know, once we raised that, we just started building and we started growing the community and getting things set up. Um, our app is live in um, the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. I encourage you to download it. Just type in FUD Hustle and it will pop up. Um, when you get into our ecosystem, what you'll find is uh, an educational community where there's sort of two groups right there's the users all of whom uh are entrepreneurs or hustlers or they want to be or they want to get to that next level and then the other side is the vetted experts right people like terry lynn people like giovanni etc and um, these folks are true experts in the field that they're in right like whether that be like you know, financial advice, whether that be through reselling, whether that be through the gig economy or uh, freelancing generally, right? Like where you sort of try to monetize a particular skill. Um, so we have all these folks and it, it's really important to sort of stress the vetting part. So everyone that you see in our app that has a purple check mark, and we use purple because it's our brand colors versus blue, but everyone you see with that purple check mark, you know you can trust them because they're not going to give you bad information. They're not going to give you um, try to push you to uh, you know join a course without being able to sort of understand the value proposition that they're offering. Um, so those are the sort of two groups and two sides. In terms of monetization, um, you know that's also interesting as well. So we have over a hundred deals. Um, uh, locked up so far. And when I say deals, I'm talking about affiliate deals, right? So the goal is to make sure that the deals are very, very, very specific, right? So we have deals with like Fiverr, for example, for our freelancers. We have deals with Instacart for our gig workers, right? Like we have deals with Shippo for our resellers. And those are very specific ones. We're like, we're working on like, of course, growing that. But then we also have like ancillary entrepreneurial deals as well. So things like FreshBook, right? Things like Next Insurance, things like Neighbor, um, things like Beyond. And what those do is it sort of helps like the like the entrepreneur be fully rounded with the things they're sort of exposed to. Um, the goal is that users are exposed to new things that are going to help them in their hustle journey. When they sign up for these things, you can just tap a button during live uh, live streams or within VOD. And every time that takes place, the creator earns money. And that's really important because we want to sort of make sure that the creators are able to monetize the incredibly valuable uh, expertise that they're sort of imparting, whether that be through their videos or their courses or the live streams that they're taking, that they're having in fun. Um, and of course, like one of the like additional sort of values that we bring to the table is um, 
you know, I don't know everything about every side hustle, like, you know, frankly, far from it. But all of the experts that we bring on uh, on board with us, they tell me what they want. And then we work to try to bring that and integrate it into the app as well. So that's that's something that is always going to be changing. There's always going to be new deals. There's going to be great terms. Some of them are two sided where the user gets a benefit and then the creator gets a benefit as well. So that's the sort of like really, really, really top line um, of kind of what we're building, uh, Terry Lynn. I don't know if that was too rambly. I apologize, but uh, I, I do get passionate when I talk about it. No, you did not ramble at all because I really wanted people to have a very deep understanding because it's just very important what you're doing. Because I want people to realize it's considered a form of social media, but unlike other social medias that you would go on, like TikTok or um, Instagram, Facebook, you're really going on to this site to be educated and educated in something that you don't know about and there's just so many topics to choose from uh, one of the things that obviously that i'm very interested in is um and i really don't know the correct term um, thomas you can correct me on this um when the time comes or whatever but it's basically when people buy furniture that's in pretty poor condition and they they um i don't know they they fix it up whatever i don't know the actual term for that but Ref, ref refurbish thank you oh my gosh <laughs> thank you so much so they refurbished it that is something that i have always been really interested in so i love love information like that and that's that's an example of the kind of information that you'll get but not just that you, you get so much information on how to increase your bottom line uh tiktok or we're not like instagram like that's 100 right like what we're trying to do is like we're trying to scoop out um we're trying to scoop out the hustlers and the entrepreneurs from uh forms and quote unquote super serve them and you know what i mean by that is like i want to make sure that individuals um that want to sort of set up their side hustle and want to sort of learn uh are able to do so in an environment that they can fully trust right like all of the creators that we have are vetted like i said all of the uh deals that we have are fully vetted so that's really part of our core brand promise we want to make sure that people come they know that they can get reliable information they know that they can learn new things and you know ultimately take action and and, and earn money and that's the important thing that i I'm, I'm a firm believer in take action because knowledge is only power if applied so definitely go on this site you know learn um there's gonna be courses sometimes there'll just be videos going over certain things but you can also courses as well so it's like really key um this site is just super amazing um and everything that's happening here i i do want to say too um one of the things that thomas does too because obviously he bets a lot of people but thomas is actually you know really great at helping other people too he'll even show up on other people's lives <laughs> I, I love showing up on other people's thomas. lives yeah, because I've caught that you like doing that. So, and I think that's amazing. 
I think it's I think it's great. Like you know, like I'm I always say like I work for um, I work for my community, right? Like you know, like I come on and I, I every week I do live streams in the app and I try to do uh, things like this as much as I can. Um, and again, like I'm so uh, grateful that uh, you're willing to sort of have me on um, because I just love spreading the gospel of what we're doing. And, you know, like, however I can help people, however I can sort of, um, you know, if I can light a fire in someone and get them moving for uh, like a side hustle, like that really motivates me. And, you know, what pisses me off is when people get taken advantage of and when, uh, you know, like all those people that are gazy and not real and, you know, preying on people, like, I don't like that. And I want to make sure that FUD is a safe place where people can sort of be themselves and sort of like grow and learn, like I said earlier. Yeah, I totally agree with you, um, Thomas, because there's there's so many people out there giving information or, or trying to sell it and they don't really know what they're talking about. They're just trying to push something out there to just turn a quick butt. And it's good to know that that's not what you stand for. So I really do appreciate that so much. Yeah, definitely not what we stand for at all. In fact, like we very actively try to get away from that. Yeah, I can definitely tell that. So that's actually um, a good thing. Uh, the other thing is, um, I'm gonna go back to something fun for a second. Uh, you know, because there's a lot of fun going on, and that's what I love about your, your personality and show it. I I did have to ask you about this. You said signature food where um, you grew up was called the garbage plate. It was a food yes. place, I guess, or I don't know. If if you can call it that, it's definitely edible. Uh, some people will classify it as food. Um, surprisingly delicious. Uh, so I grew up in a city called Rochester. Um, you know, if you've been listening to the whole podcast and haven't been jumping around, um, I did talk about how cold it is up there. So it's it's situated in um, northwestern New York of the state. So it's very close to the Finger Lakes to, to sort of give you an idea of region. Um, in terms of cuisine, uh, it is very hearty cuisine. Um, lots of meat, lots of potatoes, things like that. Um, you know, I used to drive through cornfields on my way to um school in the morning but uh garbage plate is a very interesting food so what you do is um i don't know like you know the styrofoam like open plates where like you can sort of like open it up you know what i'm talking about Jalen? i know exactly what you're talking about yep okay so think of that right and then what you do is like it's one of the ones without partitions right so it's just like an open vessel so what you do is you get a scoop of macaroni salad, and on the other side, you get hash browns. And then from there, it gets interesting. Um, what you do is you get a cheeseburger patty, and you throw that on top. And then in upstate New York, we we have regular hot dogs, of course, but we also have uh, a phenomenon called uh, the white hot. And what, what the white hot is, it's a very delicious hot dog. It's kind of... It, like it has a sort of like unique sort of spice profile, but they're very, very, very popular um, in upstate New York, and it's the only region in the United States where you can find this. So a true Rochesterian would throw a white hot along with their uh, cheeseburger patty, and then from there, 
you add in um, what's called hot sauce. But where I'm from, hot sauce is not like Tabasco or Cholula or Tepatillo or whatever um, you would normally think of as hot sauce. Hot sauce is, is like a really intense chili that you just dump, dump on top of that. And then after that, then you get your ketchup and your mustard and you just really go to town and sort of work it on top. Um, and then you close it up and you grab your plastic silverware and you find a little uh, curb to sit on or a little chair somewhere and you uh, <laughs> try to put it down. <laughs> okay, that that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that's a lot of stuff, but I, I will say there were certain things that appealed to me because I love spicy food, so I'm like, would I at least try it once? Yes, probably I would. <laughs> Terry Lynn, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, they're good. Like, they're very, very tasty. But like, if you look at them, that they're like, there's a reason they call it a garbage plate because yes. they look horrible. <laughs> oh my god, because oh it's all just thrown together. So yeah, I, I could relate now to why it's called. It. Yeah, I said I had to ask you about that. I had to ask you about that. <laughs> definitely so what are some things going forward that you um think what 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 other things directions do you think bud wants to go into if you don't mind sharing yeah i mean like i like like i said earlier like i want i very much want to be the source of uh trust for people that just want to like learn new things like in the world of side hustling um you know like i don't have like grand visions of being the, the biggest platform out there but I, I do want to be uh, thought of when people think of like oh I want to start a side hustle like oh I better go to Bud so I can get smarter right like oh I want to sort of learn about some new like platforms right I want to learn about some new products and services and things that are going to help me like oh I better go to Bud um, that's that's really what I, I want to be sort of known for and you know, that's, I think that that's an achievable goal, um, you know, in terms of sort of conquering that niche, right? Like a lot of the information that's out there is very disparate, right? Like you can go to TikTok and sort of have some discovery of, of new side hustles, but you don't know if they're legit, right? And then taking action is, is sort of difficult, right? Like um, there's a great sort of curation from like the Instagrams and, and sort of the YouTubes of the world, right? But Oftentimes, you really need to sort of know what you're looking for, right? And, you know, like, it, that makes it difficult to sort of, like, move and take action if, if you want to be exposed to new things, right? And then there's, like, the, the utility of things like, you know, steady and, and whatnot, right? Those are great, but the content engine is just simply not there. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that, um, you know, people are able to sort of come and discover new things, right? Because I may, I may start in the gig economy because I sort of have some time and I know I want to make some scratch, but I may then move into like a true passion, right? Like maybe I want to collect um, and sell uh, like old McDonald's or, or, or Smurf classes, like who knows, right? Um, but we want to sort of be the platform that allows people to do that in a fun sort of interesting way. Um, that's really like my primary goal. Um, and then my secondary goal is like, I really want to like, I guess maybe it could even be like a, a primary as well, but I want to make sure that everyone's able to make money, right? Like sometimes the, the times that we're living in right now are a little scary, right? Like, you know, there's a looming recession and you know, 
people are going to be worried about uh, ways that they can sort of put food on their table and ways that they can provide for their family. And, you know, if FUD can make an impact there, um, that's going to be really, you know, motivating and, um, you know, make me really happy. Yeah, I can see, I can see that uh, you and Arthur definitely are about helping lift others up. And I think that's so key. That's that's actually the real reason that I, I love FUD is for that reason. I love knowing that there are people that still want to help people to better themselves because I'm all about that myself. Um, and that's that's why, you know, I have my company evolving always. Um, I'm just about, you know, helping people because obviously I want to continue to evolve, but I also want to help others to evolve as well. Um, you know, grab their hand and take take them with you, you know, kind of help, you know, pull them up, teach them how to fish, you know, you know, all those things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that like the world, like, you know, like I, I, it's, it's a little sad, but I feel like sometimes like that's, that's a value of a bygone era, right? Like people aren't like that anymore. And I like that also makes me angry. So I want to sort of try to bring that back and make that like front and center, right? Or it's a good thing to sort of, help people achieve more and i think it's a good thing to to help people generally right and and you know everything we do is very transparent and fun right like uh when you learn about a new deal for example right like that benefits you because it's going to help you with your hustle but it's also going to put some money in the pocket of uh the creator and i think that that's a good thing too for you know sharing your time and your wisdom and uh and you know expertise generally I totally agree with you. I totally agree. So it's it's good to bring that back, um, like you said, because I do believe that we're here. One of our main purposes, I believe, is to help each other out. You know, and, and when I say by helping each other out, that doesn't mean that you just constantly are giving food or, you know, giving money. That's not really helping somebody. That's kind of enabling somebody. But you're mm-hmm. actually teaching them teaching them how to cook, teaching them how to fish, teaching them how to make money. I'm just using these as examples, but you know what I'm trying to say. So that's, so then they can go off and they can do it and then they can teach others and it'd be like a, you know, a cycle, you know, everybody, you know, each one teaching one, we'll, we'll put it like that. So I really love um, everything that you're standing for. And I, I'm just glad to be a part of this. And, and like I said, I highly recommend for the people that are listening, definitely go ahead and install the app. And if you think that you're someone that can help others, go ahead and apply to be their job. No, Thomas has already explained the vetting process, but you know, go ahead and definitely apply if you think you have something that you know could benefit others to help them to help them to evolve. Um, even if it's just you know mentally, physically, financially, there's different ways to help people. So, but if you have something that you think you could, so go ahead and apply. But if you want to learn. Um, definitely still go ahead and install the app and, and get started because there's so many different things that you can learn off of this app and to help grow and definitely um, finances is one of them because like uh, Thomas was mentioning this is this is scary times and you want to find ways to help you know increase your bottom line definitely so Thomas do, uh, what's some last words for for you um, to, that you want to leave people with today about anything from you. Well, listen, I, I, you know, I gotta do, I gotta do the plug. I'm gonna echo uh, your, your statement. I would love if everyone downloads the app and um, definitely check it out. We're in the Google Play Store. We are also in uh, Apple's iOS. 
uh, just type in FUD Hustle. Um, if you're also curious, like you can shoot me a note. Uh, my email is thomas at joinfud.com. Um, so please, I'm open to having a dialogue and a conversation with uh, anyone and everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm just sort of here to spread the gospel of sort of what we're doing. Um, and the best sort of uh, way to do that is, is, is to, um, you know, partner up with amazing people like you, Terry Lynn. So uh, again, I'm super gracious and, and grateful uh, that you invited me on your show today um, and are giving me a sort of platform and the exposure to uh, share what we're up to. Um, so it means a lot to me and I just wanted to thank you. Well, again, I want to thank you. Um, and the cool thing about it for everybody that's listening today, I will have a link for Thomas' email that she's already shared um, for you. But I'm also going to have a certain link for you to actually join um, FUD as well. So you'll have that information. I'll even share the uh, Join FUD Instagram account as well. I'll have the link for that um, in the information for this uh, podcast. But he definitely wants to link up uh, with FUD. And you want to learn more about Thomas because he's a super amazing person as well as Arthur. They both are. These gentlemen both are um, just really great people uh, to surround yourself with. And this this is what you'll run into when you join the FUD app because they do a lot of lives themselves. So uh, very inspirational individuals. Uh, again, Thomas, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day. You're super amazing and I know super busy. <laughs> so I really appreciate you uh, taking time to uh, be on my podcast today. And I wish you the best for the rest of the day. I hope it's super productive for you. Thank you so much, Taylor. You have a wonderful day. You as well. Okay. Bye now. Bye, everyone.